Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. Happy Halloween, guys. How's it going? What's up, man? How are you? I hate Halloween. You hate Halloween? Mark, yeah. do you hate Halloween, too? I thought I loved Halloween, but Levi is in the same boat as Albert, apparently. Uh, Ooh, is he scared? Boy. That's my boy. Well, we went we went costume shopping at Target, and we bought him, like, this full-size chicken costume. Really funny. <laughs> uh, we tried to put it on at home, and he just wouldn't stop crying. So I don't, I don't know if he's going to wear anything tomorrow or today. Yeah, yeah Zachary doesn't like the full-size uh, animal costumes either, but can you really blame them? Like, <laughs> imagine if you're wearing a full-size animal costume. I'd, I'd probably sit there and cry as well. It just looks so funny, though. Uh, but, yeah, you're yeah. right. No, it's definitely good. I think kids under three or so, it's it's definitely the cutest. It's the time to take advantage of it. So Zachary's a skunk this year. So he, won't wear, <laughs> he won't wear the hat, so he kind of just looks like a, I don't know, some generic black and white colored rodent. Panda. Panda, yeah, pretty much. All right, well, it's it, it's Halloween, and that means that it is our favorite time of the year. It's NBA time. Right? NBA season We're finally is here. Done. Yep. Finally done with the MLB, NFL season is bleh, who cares? NBA <laughs> is back, baby. <laughs> yeah. you, you should probably just solo this podcast, actually. I was ready to. I don't know why you just keep jumping in. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I, I unfortunately, I haven't been able to catch much NBA this year. It starts way too early now, and the season's too long. Mock knows that. Uh, Mock, yep. are you still boycotting the season after last year? I have watched one minute. Uh, it was showing on the above the craps table. Uh, I saw oh. so I saw a minute of Luca. Oh man! Oh, wow. we'll, get, we'll get to Luca. What game? <laughs> what game was that? Against the Hawks. Oh, true. He, oh, he, he was owning Trey. He was owning Trey Young. Trey Young is solid, man. I mean, it's uh, he's probably not going to be as good as Luca, but he's, he seems like a pretty decent player. All right, well, we're going to run through a, a few NBA topics today, and we're going to start with the best team in the league, the undefeated. That's right. You're Milwaukee Bucks at 7-0. Giannis is undefeated. How do you guys feel about that? Wow. I did not know that. Uh, did he miss last game, too? They still won? I, I don't know. I keep up with injuries and stuff. No, yeah, I keep I think up you're in right. because of uh, fantasy. You're but, right. So I wow. think, I think oh, yeah, the yeah, Bucks. Oh, yeah, because he and Kawhi were both out. Yeah, the yeah. Bucks played the Raptors, and both the, the two best players were not even playing. <laughs> those poor but those fans. Are, uh, but those are the two best teams in the league. The Raptors were 6 and 0 until they lost to the Bucks. So yeah. there you go. Um, must, yeah, how do you feel about Giannis really and nice. the Bucks? It must be really nice when LeBron leaves your conference. It, it does seem like it's pretty nice. Like the East is wide open, and that's why I'm starting with it because it just seems much more interesting in the East. Um, I think Toronto seems like a they could be a beast if, if Kawhi stays healthy and keeps getting better and uh, gets used to that team. But I'm not sure if they're going to go anywhere with a, a first year coach and kind of the similar cast as usual. How do you guys feel about Toronto and the rest of the East? Wait, who's their new coach? Nick Nurse. They fired Coach of the Year Dwayne Casey. Oh. Poor guy. I don't think the East is as wide open as it seems. I am very high on the Raptors. I, I think oh. they're good. I think it's their conference to lose, to be honest. Um, I try to get what's his name, the weird guy with the laugh, Kawhi. Uh, I try to get him the on every guy? every fantasy yeah. team possible, uh, even though he's not. I don't think they're playing it back to backs yet, but as the season progresses, I think he's going to have a monster year. And uh, Lowry. 
just his presence has opened up a lot of things for Lowry. He's averaging like double digit assists already. So your boy. Yeah, very high on both of them. Very high on the Raptors. Kawhi, man, he's a cool guy, right? Uh, he's got a real sense of humor now. He's, or he's, do you say he's a fun guy or a cool guy? Weird guy. Mock said weird guy. I, I think he's got to be like the no, weirdest no. guy in the league, right? Like no, I'm saying in the press conference when he laughed, he said, I'm a fun guy. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I can't even see you right now. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I mean, actually, that part, like the, it was funny. It was funny what he said, but just the, I think the laugh unintentional. everything off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that, that's, you know, when robots try to learn how to, how to laugh, it, it is kind of funny. Uh, so you're, you don't feel, you're, you're not interested in Boston or Philly. You think it's all Toronto, Mark? Uh, I mean, I've, I've hated on both those teams for, for a couple of years now. Celtics, I, I feel like last year was their best chance, even though now everyone's healthy. But the chemistry last year was insane. And to get a Game 7 at home, granted it was against LeBron, but I think that was their best chance. Uh, but we'll see how they gel this year. But the Raptors, I think people are sleeping on Kawhi. Obviously missed over a year with a mystery injury, weird guy. Uh, but I think he's back and he's legitimate, you know, top five player when healthy. I, I agree with that. Albie, how about you? What do you think about the East? I Yeah, I agree with uh, every everybody so far. I think people not only underestimate Kawhi, but Toronto's like other pieces, like OG, yeah. Fred Van Fleet. Like, these guys are actually really good, and they're more proven, in my opinion, than anyone outside of what Philly has to offer outside of uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And then, I mean, as far as talent goes, you know, Boston is is up there. I mean, like, Jason Tatum is, he's amazing to me. And I think, um, uh, what's his name, Kyrie's definitely going to leave in the next six months because Jason Tatum (laughs) is so good. But um, I think they they still have a good shot. Um, I disagree with Mock. I mean, last year was a good shot, but I think with LeBron gone, I think it's really... Them in Toronto, I think Philly took a step back because last year was all about Marco and the other European dude that they both left. So, yeah, it's really those three teams. I don't see anyone else. I don't even see a dark horse. Man. What about you, Timmy? Man, I, I, I mean, I, I, think, um, I, I think Boston is, I, I think Boston should be the lead. They, they've struggled the first, what, seven games of the season. But, you know, once they get things figured out, integrating Kyrie and, and Hayward back, like that, that team is so stacked. Toronto's good. Um, uh, it's they're probably kind of the one B to to Boston's one A. But man, I, I think you guys are sleeping on Giannis and the Bucks. Like uh, with with uh, with Co- Coach Bud there and um, just getting the the faster pace, the more three pointers, finally getting to the twenty first century. I think the Bucks are really good. <laughs> they have more shooting than they did in the past, especially last year. And I just Giannis is the type I just don't see him reaching that upper upper echelon when it comes to real life basketball yes he's there already for fantasy uh and he's still really young i just don't see him taking that full step forward i know he's taking more threes now or or at least one or two a game but i don't know i don't see the that level of playmaking ability from him yeah we'll see but i i want to skip completely over you know we're done with boston that was enough of them uh, I don't really care about Philly either. I, I really want to get to the next best team in the East after those. Right now, it's the 4-1 and one Detroit Pistons. <laughs> How do you guys nice, feel man. about Blake putting up a 50 the other day? 
Hey, man, it's his team. He's going to have 25 to 30 shots a night. Um, he's going to have monster numbers throughout the year unless he gets hurt, which is a high possibility. Um, outside of Blake and Drummond, who else do they have? Like, I don't I don't even know their team, to be honest. It's Re- Reggie Jackson, and that's it. Reggie Bullock, Luke Kennard. It's a bunch of, bunch of role players. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I felt weird because I kind of felt good for Blake. I, I don't know what happened there. but like, Do you? What no, happened to you? Like him, I don't know. Man. I watched a few highlights. I was like, man, this guy's really good at contorting. Like, it, it, <laughs> it looked good. Dude, what? I don't uh, know. Jared Allen owns him, though. Like, every highlight is Jared Allen blocking Blake Griffin's dunks. Yeah. Yeah, that's because like Jared Allen's amazing. I do want to touch on Giannis a little bit, though. I'm sorry, Timmy. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm starting to agree with Mock. I think for the longest time, I was, I was uh, the same with everyone else. Very enamored. His ceiling is super high. He's seven foot tall with, like, a nine-foot wingspan. It's, like, ridiculous, right? It's something that a comic book can't even conjure up. With that being said, though, I think... We're going to be talking about Giannis, the whole, like, man, if he finds a jump shot or if he learns how to shoot, I think that if statement is going to be said for the next, like, five years. And I, I don't think he's ever going to develop a jump shot, and I think that will hold him back. Yeah, I, I disagree with you guys, and, and mostly because the guy's still 23 years old somehow. I, I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> He's, He's 23, 23 but this is also, like, long. year six, year five. Yeah. Like, exactly. after a certain point, you can't keep saying potential. Like it's, I don't think it's potential. He's improving. Like, his, jump, his jumper is getting better. Is it's it getting though? better, but do you trust him in that late-game situation? That's, that's the question, though. I think, I think what worries me is that he's getting too buff. <laughs> like there's there's no i mean no like seriously there's no like super buff guys who are good at shooting threes so are there any so i have i have Giannis's stats pulled up of course he's only oh. played six games so some of these numbers and you know it's way too early but i'm gonna compare his percentages this year to, to last year and you tell me if he's improving all right he'll go percentage last year 53 percent this year 50 percent. so just a marginal drop off Two point uh, free throw percentage, 76% last year, 72% this year. So that's downgrading. Three three point percentage. And this is where, you know, everyone's looking at what everyone's looking at, whether he has a long range shot or not. Last year, he was shooting 30.7%. Not great, but still something where you have to respect. This year, Timmy, 6.3%. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Is, it, is he still leading the league in rebounding? I don't know, but it's going to be one of those holes where you know he's going to have to get on like a fifty, sixty percent like run oh, over man. a span of fifteen, twenty games to get to a respectable number. Oh I think, man! Uh, yeah. I, I I think he'll still get over the last year's thirty percent number. That's pretty low. And come on, small sample size here. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll bet on that. Meal bet. I don't bet. Sorry guys. <laughs> Over 30%, I'm not sure, dude. He's shooting way more. So last year, he shot, on average, 1.93 a game. game. This year, he's shooting 2.7. So that is a large increase, percentage-wise, but way, way down in terms of... (laughs) All right, let's move on. Look, I'm done with the East. Do you guys have any other teams or players you care about in the East at this point? Wait, uh, who was your third team you mentioned, Albert? I know you mentioned Celtics, Raptors. Is your third Philly, team right? Sixers? It's Philly. I mean, I'm 
I really Man. think that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are amazing. Like they're really, really good. They're the biggest risk for them, obviously, is Joel's injury history. And then they yeah. don't have shooting outside of JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick goes on these runs every single year, every single <laughs> regular season. Whereas like, oh my gosh, this guy is, you know, seven, eight threes a game, but then when the playoffs start and then they actually game plan for him and they actually put yeah. a good defender on him. He's a nobody. It's tough when he's the only shooter, right? Yeah, like, but he's when, not. I mean, Robert Covington can shoot, right? Sarich is okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. Where are they? They're probably low thirty percent percentage wise. I, I would think they're like league average. It's, I don't think they're bad, but no. I mean, the the problem is more that Simmons can't shoot at all, and they try to play Markel Fultz too much, who also cannot shoot, and oh, yeah. then Embiid is kind of kind of like a borderline. So. It's not even so much like the other guys. It's it's their their best players can't shoot. Did you see the picture that went viral on social media from last night? Um, it was Ben Simmons. He had the ball. It was literally inside the three point line, but all five defenders were not looking at him. <laughs> like it was it was so. So bad. he was like eighteen feet away or something. Yeah, like no, no one expects that shot at all, and it, it's so ridiculous. Like, come on, just. Just shoot the ball. Even if you're going to miss, just shoot it. That's kind of sad. Man. All right. Uh, okay, done with the East. Let, let's get to the West, the juicy part. Um, we we already know the Warriors are amazing. I, I don't really want to talk about them because it's just frustrating when they put up guys scoring 50 points in uh, in three quarters. That's, that's just not fair. Um, we're going to go to the Rockets, the Mavs, and the Lakers. Is that okay with you guys? The bottom, right. the bottom of the West, sure. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with the Lakers. They're, uh, I think, they're two and five. Not, yeah. not terrible. I mean, they've had a, a couple tough games, but uh, they, they're going to have to start stepping it up a little bit. Um, Al, Albie, what do you think of LeBron so far? They're, they're about to be three and five because they're going to play Dallas next. And that's a fair <laughs> win. Um, LeBron obviously is just. He's not coasting, but he's also not like trying really hard, both mentally, both physically, but uh, even like his like his vocalness, like his leadership on the court. He's like really just there, and I don't know if he's just like sitting back and observing and like waiting to pounce. But he's he's definitely not like the overpowering force that he was in Cleveland. Um, with that being said, I think I think that he will become that eventually. I think he's just trying to feel out his teammates. It's defense for them. Like o- offensively, they really are Showtime Lakers. Like they run. I I've watched more Lakers games than any other team this year. They run a ton. They pass the ball a ton, and they get all these dunks and layups and and alley oops. They can't shoot threes, but they still get up. You know, hundred twenty points a night. But they also give up 130 points, and so it's really, <laughs> it's defensively that they need to clean up, and they're undersized when they take out Javale. There's no defensive rebounding, so they just give up like second, third, fourth opportunities all night. Yeah, it's not it's not good when you need Javale that badly. Do you think that LeBron and and the rest of the Lakers management is going to get impatient and make a big move this year before the deadline, or do you think they'll just? punt the year i think they were gonna make a move regardless regardless if they were 20 and 20 at the deadline or 25 and 15 or even worse i think they were gonna always gonna make a move um who gets shipped off though they really like ingram 
but I mean, if if a player of you know like a Jimmy Butler caliber is out there dangling, like you're gonna have, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give up Ingram. Um, and I mean, the good thing for the Lakers right now is their young players are performing really well. So Josh Hart, um, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram before his his suspension. Um, those guys really are panning out well, so their their value, their trade value is high. Um, so I think something will definitely happen in February, January, February. Wait, you you think that they would trade Ingram for Jimmy Butler, like straight up? Do I think they would? Yes. It's I like mean, it's one, it's one a, year, it's one year, or half a year. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a rental. Yeah, I think they would. Wow, I don't think that they would. You don't think they could re-sign Jimmy Butler? I mean, what, then why would they even trade Ingram? Why don't they just sign him next year? I mean, it's true. I mean, that, that's always the argument, right? Like, why, why trade for Kawhi or why trade for Jimmy Butler if we can just sign him in the offseason? But at the well, end of the Paul, day... Paul it, George happens, right? Then he doesn't that, sign with that, the Lakers. Yeah, that, that's one aspect. The other aspect is, you know, yes, he may be punting one year, but it's still year 16. He's still going to be 34. Like, the window is now for him in his prime to win. And LeBron, if he has the opportunity to tell management, um, hey, you need to get this guy, I think he would. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think they're one player away. That, that's why it's so shocking yeah. to me, him signing there and the subsequent signings after that for the Lakers. Like, yep. it's a joke roster outside of top three people. Um, and Kuzma... Kuzma and Hart are their only shooters, really, on the team. It's, I, I just feel bad. Like I, I feel like he, you're right. It's year sixteen. I don't think he has time to punt a year anymore. Um, he doesn't, unless he's he's really just waiting for his son to show up in the NBA. Unless that's the only thing he's waiting for. Well, he is waiting for that, but he still wants to win before then. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he wants to win, I, I get the two year plan, but. For any other player outside of LeBron, like LeBron is, this is on the very press, very end of his prime, right? Oh. And so I just oh. don't know. And I know, you know, he, past few years, he's he's always been. There's always a big difference between regular season LeBron and playoff LeBron. But I, this is the West now. This is not a team that he can carry by himself to the finals anymore. Uh, I just they need they need a lot of help. They need. Like at least two or three players. They need shooting. They need they need more defensive rebounding. They need a lot. So I agree with you. I genuinely believe, though, outside of the Warriors, that he can carry his team to the Western Conference Finals. I think he can beat any other team in the West. Yeah, yeah, that might be fair. Uh, so as status quo right now, like there's nothing he can do against the Warriors, right? Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. They're outmatched. Almost in yeah. every position. I mean, but that's the Warriors against everyone, in my opinion. With that, and and I think, um, I mean, you're right. LeBron's in a hard spot, right? Like, am I quote unquote punting this year, or am I really gonna halfway try for it? If he's punting it right now, he's definitely having a ton of fun through his social media accounts. Like, he loves living in LA. Like, you can tell he's a lot happier. It feels like the whole weight of Ohio is off his shoulders. So he gets to yeah. finally enjoy life. Good um, for him, man. Get out of Cleveland. Go yeah. to LA. That's a pretty sick move. Get out of Cleveland, who, by the way, are 0 and 6. 
Michael Jordan, after he left, they still made the Eastern Conference Finals. I just want to put that in there. Um, but Anthony Davis, right? Anthony Davis will be with the King next year. That's what it looks like, right? He signed with Clutch. Wait, he'll be with where? With LeBron. Oh, LA? Yeah. Seems like it's definitely a possibility, but I don't know. The, the Pelicans are looking very good this year. So who knows? Um, all right, next topic, the Rockets. The Rockets are uh, bad. The Rockets are bad at defense. The Rockets are bad at offense. They've lost four straight games. Um, they're scoring in the in the 80s in some of these games. They're letting teams score 130 on them. JVG. Mock, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I was talking to Albert about this a couple of minutes before you joined, but I, I think it all boils down to – it's a lot of things. It's, it's early, first of all. They're like, what, five, six games in. It hasn't looked pretty um, from what I've seen on Twitter and, and the recaps and stuff. But uh, I think, first of all, the suspension hurt, obviously, with Chris Ball being out for two of those games, two, two of those losses. Uh, but losing Jeff Bedelic, uh, I never realized how to, or never understood how to say his name. I think this beast is actually silent. But he was like the only defensive-minded coach on that staff, and losing him, especially like what was it, two days or, or two weeks before the season started, that, that's a really big loss. Uh, and and I think it just takes time to gel too. Like I think it'll take time for everyone wants to blame Bello, but. From what I well, I can't say. From highlights, it looks like he's shooting okay. He's he's doing what he's supposed to do here. It's just last year we were known for switching everything. I just don't think that's doable anymore. Um, I, might be, I, heard might be, I heard they're giving up the switch everything scheme. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's not an overnight like fix, right? Like they need to figure it out, especially. Today's NBA, like they'll just isolate you to death if, if you switch everything, and if you have one weak spot, which we didn't have last year, uh, but but now with with new people, new personnel, like it, it's going to take some time to figure things out. Oh man, you're you're a pretty optimistic person. That's that's pretty good. Uh, what, <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I, uh, I you guys know I'm I'm not very interested <laughs> in Rockets this year. I, they're just filling it up with all the players that I don't like, and it's it's really hard to root for Carmelo. It's it's uh, it's never been easy to root for Chris Paul or James Harden, to be honest. And I mean, Melo is scoring he is scoring about 14, 15 points a game. I think that's the over from what we talked about with Albi, but we'll see what happens a few games from now. But man, that guy is is not fun to watch. And I I don't know. I mean, trading four first rounders for Jimmy Butler, um, I, I don't know if that's genius or insanity but i'd be a little more interested if we could get jimmy butler i like that guy jimmy, jimmy I, I think Butler's it's a no-brainer a, for us yeah jimmy okay, butler yeah. is a great two-way player. well also because it's not it's not really four first rounders right it's we get rid of brand if if it was the deal that's been rumored which is brandon knight and marquis chris that's getting rid of brandon knight's contract with which is in itself already worth like giving up a pick uh, and then the others, there's going to be protections on a couple of them. So it's probably more like two, two and a half first rounders, which I think is, is probably worth it. And even then, they're not really first rounders. They'll be like the last pick of the first round or second to last pick. So it's hopefully. Well, well the risky, the risky ones are the the last two. Yeah. I mean, the it has to be every other year for first round picks. So yeah. if it's this year and two years from now, I'd be I'd be okay with those. But the 
the ones four years from now and six years from now, you got to be really careful with the protections. I'm sure Maury's done all the math on it, but it's, um, I, I don't know. Do you think uh, that would do it? I don't know why they haven't taken it. If, if that's on the table, uh, like Jimmy is clearly like, there's clearly a lot more dissonance going on behind the scenes in Minnesota than almost any other organization right now. Right. So, Clearly, like, their, their players don't get along. Jimmy's taking on, like, the scrubs and beating the starters. And uh, it makes for a really good story. It makes for a really good drama on Twitter. But from a franchise standpoint, like, they, they got to figure stuff out over there. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the problem is is the franchise. It's the fact that the owner wants to trade him, but the coach is also the GM. And he doesn't want to trade him because why would Tom Thibodeau want uh, – bunch of first round picks like five or seven years from now when he's going to be fired in, in one year. Yeah. I don't even know about that. I think it may be gone like mid year. Yeah. Get, well, yeah. Get everyone out of there. I mean, if they want to stick with Wiggins, let them stick with Wiggins. Right. Like, <laughs> like just like tips. He, he's shown kind of his ceiling and, and I feel like I'm at a point where we know what we get from, from Tibbs and, and he's, Stuck with a roster that doesn't fit his style, right? Um, like, Wiggins, just no heart, like, doesn't try at all. He's pretty much the polar opposite of Jimmy Butler. Seriously. So if they want to get rid of Jimmy, like, man, Tibbs should just... I mean, I know it's his job, but get get the paycheck and get out of there. All right, I, I got a question for you, Mock. We talked about the 0-6 Cavs. How would you feel about us making a run for Kevin Love? Uh, not, not giving up too much because he has a pretty fat contract. But I mean, it would just be him. like the the Ryan Anderson deal, right? Like Chris and uh, Brandon Knight. Yeah, it would, it would basically be a salary match, and we'll just take yeah. on his his four year contract or whatever. It's not it is. that I'm actually I'm not. I won't say I'm high on Brandon Knight, but I'm not <laughs> low on him either. <laughs> like, has he played? He hasn't played in like two years. Right, but. But wouldn't you rather him be the third ball handler rather than MCW? Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's not saying yeah. much. Yeah, and, and his percentages actually weren't bad. Like, they were on spot-up threes. I think he can hit, like, at a league average or above league average. Like, he's not, like, Giannis out there. Uh, All right. So, so Brandon Knight is untouchable. You don't want to trade <laughs> him for Jimmy Butler. Got it, got it. Kevin Love is... He's amazing uh, in that I feel like he he's molded his game to whatever the era needs. And so I, I really admire that aspect of him. Uh, like he, He's just getting paid out there. And, I mean, remember before he went to the Cavs, he was, he was, the, he was a 2010 guy, uh, probably more than that, maybe 2015, 2012 guy. And, and then with the – League moved away from that and, and really moved to the perimeter. He he slimmed down and then he started chucking threes all over the place. So he just kind of does whatever it takes to get paid. And so I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> He's a man of the time. Yeah. Got that the nice banana republic yeah, clothes too. He's a, he's a BR model, that's why. Yeah, he's yeah. living the life. <laughs> All right, no more rockets. Let's get to the, the biggest and the best topic. I, I know everybody wants to talk about Luca. Luca Mania, Albie, how you feeling? Wait, wait, wait. Is it is Luca Mania really a thing nationally? No, I 
I just made that up. Just oh, okay. Now. Oh, okay. I was about to ask the same okay. thing. Because no. okay. it, it's hard for me to tell what's reality at this point because Luca Mania <laughs> is a real thing in Dallas. Like, it every, should be. Everyone is so excited. Uh, even I'm excited. I love watching him play. He's only 19, but he plays like, you know, he's a five to 10 year vet. Um, obviously, he has like, you know, really good passing. Really good vision, but really just the way he controls the game is what impresses me the most. Um, he's not NBA, sh- you know, NBA sh- shape. You know, his shape is not NBA ready for sure. He's not fit enough, <laughs> but uh, he's 19, you know. And oh, his, he, his conditioning. I yeah, he meant like his actual shape. Even, even his body. <laughs> both, yeah, even his both. body. Even his body, his conditioning. <laughs> but he's not even like working out because I follow him on Instagram and all he does is play Fortnite. Like literally, he's a kid, man. He's like nineteen. Yeah, I know, but this is your job too, though. Like, at least, like, go to spin class with me or something. Like, get in shape. Like, it would no, make I mean, your game so much better in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I mean, this guy is just—I I think he's fun to watch for us because he just has a classic old man game. And <laughs> he's nineteen, but he plays like he's thirty-nine, and it's like. It's exciting to see somebody who can do that when he's not in the best shape and when he's uh, so groundbound and everything. It's like, man, that, that could be us. You're right. Oh, for real. You're right. He, yeah. he, he definitely has like an old man game, but he has like sneaky good handles, which is what... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I mean, the handles, you can have handles when you're old. Like, um, it, it's more about like the non-jumping and kind of the herky-jerkiness and the flat-footed threes. Like, that. that's what I was talking about. True. So the one minute that I saw of uh, of the NBA this season, I looked up at the screen and I like I had to do like a what, what was that called like double yeah. take yeah double take because I was like wait that's Luca he's a lot bigger <laughs> he's than I thought he's huge he's big he's he tall is. and he's he's a little chunky and he's kind of he just he's fun to watch for sure um, and. He just has he has that European game that's I guess in and of itself kind of old school kind of old manish right yeah super stereotypical European European game and I think also the fact that he's number seventy seven makes it makes him seem like a, <laughs> like just an odd player like why is he number seventy seven yeah so I thought he was a bench guy but then I looked up and I was like no why why would someone be in the bench like it's two minutes into the game. Like, that has to be Luca. Yeah, I mean, as a Mavs fan, I should know the backstory to that. I think it's because, I could be wrong. You have to fact-check me on this, but I think it's because Dwight Powell already is number seven, and he didn't want to give up oh. his number. So Luca just doubled it up. Um, but, right. as, I mean, Dallas is excited for it, for him, for the team, really. Uh, a lot of young guys that... Playing somewhat well, DeAndre is owning from the center position, but I think it's easy and easy now for centers to rack up rebounds and points and stuff yeah. just because the pace of play is nuts in the NBA at this point. And so, yeah. um, I I like the team. I think we'll be around you know thirty five to forty wins, and then hopefully another development year, and then maybe we can talk about playoffs next year. Are you yeah. still feeling good about Dennis Smith Jr.? So I'm probably the biggest proponent I know for DSJ. Um, you know, a lot okay. of our close friends are not believers. And then just reading, you know, Dallas um, writers and stuff like that. It's, his shot is broke, but I just love his heart. And I, I, he has a lot of Jimmy Butler in him. 
And so I, I want someone like that to be paired up with Luca because Luca is the European, fun-loving, you know, everyone likes him. We're never going to get blamed for anything. And I think DSJ has thick enough skin to take that on. Isn't that supposed to be Wes Matthews? Wes Matthews will not be a Maverick um, in 2019. So he's not part oh, is this of- his last year, finally? Yeah, he's not part of the big plans. I mean, this is uh, year congrats, three, congrats. Yeah, year three of his three-year contract. Dang, awesome. what, about, what about Harrison Barnes? Is, uh, what, one more or two more years? I think he has two more, but we really, wow. we, we really like him as an organization, so he'll probably be here long term. <laughs> so I know you're really high on Aiton, DeAndre Aiton, before the oh, draft. Oh, if you had a redraft, like, is he still your top guy? Um, eight years or eight games into the season, I I can't change that. Um, I can you know, make that reassessment after the year, but as of right now, yeah, I would probably take DeAndre. But the person who would drop the most is Marvin Bagley. I don't think yeah. he's even playing that much in, in Sacramento. Is all Bajinka, right? Bajelita, yeah. Whoa, whoa. What, what is happening <laughs> with the pronunciation? <laughs> what is it, Timmy? What is it? You tell I, us. I thought it was, was Bielitsa. Whoa! Dang. Okay. Dang. You're probably right. You're probably right. I know I how to spell it. Just, I don't know how to say it. It's <laughs> probably just listening to the podcast, but I'm pretty sure it's something like Bielitsa. But, but, um, what, but he's mean, like whatever. a prime example of what's going on in Minnesota. Like he didn't do anything. He didn't barely got playing time, and now he's like tearing it up. Granted, it's a small sample size, but he's tearing it up in in Sacramento right now. And Buddy Heald is tearing it up. It's a yeah. really weird team. Buddy Hield is tearing up. Even Amon Shumpert is tearing up. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really strange, but I'm happy yeah. for the, the fan base there. Yeah, Willie Cauley-Stein seems, seems like he might be good. Like It took him like four years, but now he seems like he could be decent. And it's so hard. I mean, you, the three of us, we've been following the NBA basically our entire lives, right? So, you know, 25 to 30 years of just following NBA basketball. And this is the first year where it we can really see with our own eyes that the game is it's completely different. So all the numbers are going to be inflated. All of the yeah. stats are going to be weird and off. And so it's, it's really hard to make an assessment on these guys. But it sounds like the GMs are, they don't care. They only care about offense. They don't really care yeah. about players that play defense. I hate it, man. I hate it. I hate the new NBA. These, these NBA totals are insane. And, oh, gosh, I just... I can't stand it. I I don't want to see. I don't want to look at box scores when it's like literally one hundred forty to one twenty in regulation. But your boy, <laughs> your boy Maury was the fourth one of that. Uh, it's just yeah. <laughs> it bums it's, me it's up. Pretty, it's pretty incredible. Tuesday night, October thirtieth. I mean, here here's here are some of the games. The Hornets beat the Heat one twenty five to one thirteen. The Cavs now no longer zero and six actually. They they beat the Hawks one thirty six to one fourteen. Like, are you kidding me? They scored one hundred thirty six re- points. That's what in regulation, love, right? That's in regulation. Yeah. See, oh, gosh, that's so bad. That's like I, I'd be mad at that if that's like a all star game score. That, that that's the type of box score I hate to see. And then and yeah. then with that being said, how did the Rockets only have eighty five points? Eighty five. Eighty five points. Because we're playing defense, man. We're playing defense. Eighty five points is that. Hey, are people against, are people sleeping on are people sleeping on Portland or is this the same story every year? Uh, same story. Break up the Blazers. <laughs> I can't stand McCollum. 
Well, really? Yeah. You don't like Mark you don't like McCollum. I'm I'm all about Damien. I, I feel oh, like okay. McCollum is holding that team back. Wow. All right, that's hot takes for next time because uh, we don't we don't have enough time to talk about these these middling teams. But we yeah. do right. we do have time to shout out our sponsors. Oh yeah, let's do it. So today's episode is brought to you by our presenting sponsors at Farmers Insurance and our friend Derek Shaw. Don't be caught unprepared the next time there's a flood or hurricane or if you're in a car accident. Get a home, life, and auto insurance quote today. Derek's always by the phone. He's waiting for your call or your text. It's 214-729-6462. That's 214-729-6462. I do want to highlight some of the discounts that he provides. So depending on what you do, your job, your occupation, um, if you're a teacher, doctor, nurse, engineer, attorney, whether you work for the public uh, sector, law enforcement, you get an extra discount from Farmers Insurance. If you me- if you mention Six Pennies podcast, you get an extra discount. And then especially if there's a if you're getting a new house, a new build with a new roof, uh, there's extra discounts there. So Derek wanted me- wanted me to make sure that uh, I-, I mentioned all these discounts. And then secondly, always Tasty Tales, uh, Tasty Tales in Richardson, Michelle V. She just uh, had a great Foodies at Night event over the weekend, and she wanted me to mention, you know, that Tasty Tales has Sunday Funday specials. Um, so there's happy hour, there's reverse, reverse happy hour, and they're always showing NFL Sunday football games. All right. Well, thanks for joining Six Pennies Podcast. We'll be back next time to talk more NBA, our favorite topic at Six Luca. Pennies Podcast. <laughs> thanks for joining. Let us know what you think about Luca Mania. Let us know how, how bad Carmelo and the Rockets are, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.